As Chris Paul gets in, another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The first to Booker for the long range. The Aussie Suns Podcast. Honestly, with me on here, your ratings are going to skyrocket so much bigger than the Chinese Suns Podcast, than Canada's Suns Podcast, than, you know, those other countries. You know, they, they, they all are great, but your ratings are going through the roof. It's really great to see. Welcome, everybody, to the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. I am here today, and it's just me and you at the moment, boy. How good is this? It's just me and you hanging out. Mate, we get some uh, we get some sense out of this broadcast for once. What do you reckon? Well, it sounds I, good to me. I might even get a word in with your fucking babbling, mate. Who knows? Yeah, Who knows? Let's not let's not go too far. Let's. It's only you and I, so I'm going to talk a lot. But thanks for joining us, everybody. If you're checking us out on YouTube, do us a solid like, subscribe, do all that sort of stuff. Um, if you're not checking us out on YouTube and listening later, jump into YouTube, like and subscribe, do all that sort of stuff. Comment, um, put a, a review on whatever it is you're on or whatever listening platform you're on. We'd really appreciate it. So um, thanks for that. If you are the Locked On Dubs uh, podcast, apologise for you stumbling in. We're just a couple of fans from Australia who like to talk about Phoenix Suns and the NBA. So um, probably best you leave now because you're an idiot. Um, Boyd, I'm gonna. Well, yes, mate. You've, comment, you've commented about yourself again, so that's that's <laughs> lovely. Um, I'm gonna put it up. We've got to go straight into it. Let's look at this week's game since our last pod. It's not pretty. It's um, it's it's. Uh, oh, let me think of the best way to put this. Of lightweight losers out there this last week, no stamina, no energy. You have to outscore your opponents if you want to win. Sure. It was pretty horrible. Uh, lost to Dallas, one hundred eleven to one hundred thirty. Lost to Boston, ninety eight to one twenty five. And I didn't change the Nola one, but um, I lost to New Orleans as well. Um, how'd you say the week, mate? Mate, it's uh fucking. It's, it was really hard, man. Really hard to watch as a devout fan of the Phoenix Suns. But I um, mate, I stumbled through it, and I fucking a lot of a lot of fucking um, a lot of my kids were getting yelled at for no reason. It feels like poor buggers, and um, <laughs> I was I was taking it out on everybody around me, and it's really not good. I could probably get reported for that shit, but um, but yeah, no. Look, it was a we're we're in a slump. We're in a we're in a transition stage right now, and um, yeah, man. Look, we're gonna we're gonna get into this, but yeah, let's. Uh, do you want to do you want to jump straight into each game one by one, man, or do you want to? Um, um, let's let's do that, mate. No, tell me about Dallas. Yeah, Dallas was the most disappointing. It was, uh, and 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 the reason I say that is because it feels like we we gave up in that. Like we we gave up. Like there was there was. There was a point there, a desperation point where um, something didn't go our way, and then Book just sort of gets it, and just like a like a bit of a brat, just 
just took a straight down and just just chucked a three and it was just like fuck man there's, there was no in that moment there was no patience there was no there was no, none of that Chris Paul influence where it's like okay calm down let's set let's set a play let's um and let's get to it it was just I'm just gonna fucking go for it and I mean we were we were we were down a whole bunch so I suppose I suppose he may have thought that we'll you know about to uh, get the bench emptied out or whatever but yeah, look it was it was just disappointing and I saw some frustration fouls again um, um, yeah taken out and I know they were frustrated man but there was a, there was definitely a feeling of um, um, giving up and not playing to the end and playing the right way taking shortcuts just fucking just rushing shit man and it's um it's not it's not the Phoenix Suns identity and it's a real piss off to see it um happen especially against the Mavericks because that's that for me that's um that's our arc nemesis number one and um um yeah man we just have to fucking right now they kind of right now they kind of really are aren't they uh, although the Pelicans are trying pretty hard to take over Oh mate, the, yeah. Well, the Pelicans, the Pelicans are, yeah, mate. Pelicans, I, I think we're we're more a pain in their ass. They've got more of a problem with us than we have with them. Um, but yeah, the Mavs thing, I think, is really starting to play on the fans, the players, and the Phoenix Suns' mind. Um, but anyway, look, I the Boston game. Here's here's what I thought with the Boston game. I think um, that, and when I spoke about it being a transitional period for us, it's it's going from that fast-paced campaign play, playing style to um, to slow it back down. Let's be more methodical with Chris Paul. And I think we saw the rust come off of Chris Paul in that Boston game. In that, yeah, the Boston game, um, which we'll just outmatch, mate. It, it looked disjointed. Everything from our from our attack to our defense, it looked like everything was just a step or two out. The timing wasn't right, and. And rightly so, I think Chris Paul's missed about or almost fifteen games, um, and he brings his own style, his own um, leadership qualities, the way that he likes to run the team. And campaign and um, Devin Booker running the backcourt is a, is a completely different beast, if you ask me. So I think I think that um, that played a part in it. However, rolling rolling then into fucking um, um, the Pelicans, here's where Chris Paul fucking looked. Looks fucking squeaky clean. Um, was still a little bit, a little bit disjointed in um, timing. Um, you know, just with the switching, switching between, um, um, you know, um, switching on defense. It's just, I just felt like we were just when they were, were, were taking their shots, they were just that little bit more open than what we were. It's just, it was really frustrating. That compiled with the fact that we weren't fucking, um, we were clanking big time. We hit some from deep, but look, that was that was a. That was way more competitive, and I feel like that's that's the most stomachable win, I think, uh, loss of this week. Um, but yeah, I think it's um, that last game against the Pelicans was a was a, a step in the right direction, e- even though it was a, a fucking um, a bit of a score. I just uh, fucking no, man, I just a bit upset, but I, I still see it as a transitional thing. I see it as fucking um, um, give us give us give me five games with Chris Paul. And I think you'll find that we'll start building that um, that chemistry again, and we'll start playing at a pace that we used to play with before campaigns been, you know, a little bit more frantic. So um, fingers crossed, man. As a as a Phoenix as a Phoenix fan, man, you got you got to fucking you got to look at the silver linings, and you got to fucking you you got to hope for something. 
Welcome in, Mr. Dan Duarte. How are you doing, sir? What's up, fellas? How are you guys doing? Much better now that you're here, mate. Much better now that you're here. We're halfway through uh, checking out the games of this week, which uh, obviously weren't uh, ideal for the Suns. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, everybody is, uh, you know, there's the overreacting crowd. There's the people that say it's not a big deal. I'm. It's weird because, you know, I'm usually the first one to overreact, but I don't know, just something about this season and, knowing where we want to be at the end of it is is kind of, I don't know, bring a little bit of uh, comfort to me at this time. Um, just to kind of put things in perspective uh, for you guys or for everybody else, this is the first three-game losing streak we've had since the finals. So take that for what, you know, for what it is. So. I'm not ready to freak out about all this stuff, man. I mean, it sucks. I'd rather be winning, but – at the same time, I mean, uh, you know, people are, are calling for James Jones to make a trade now. He's not making a trade we're now, gonna, man. He- we're gonna get we're gonna get to that later in the show, um, definitely for sure. I'm with I'm with Coda Kid, who's just said I'm in the middle. That I'm kind of in the middle. Um, the performances this week, I, I, yes, I know where we want to be this year, but the performances this week, probably not so much the New Orleans games, but definitely Dallas and Boston, just weren't where they needed to be. Um, the player effort just wasn't there and it wasn't good enough. And we don't want to see that this season. Old cop New Orleans, um, especially with the fact that Chris Paul coming back, Cam Johnson still out, Book is clearly hurt. Um, there's there's some stuff there that you can sort of cope with. And it was it ended up a double-digit um, loss thanks to the 360 windmill dunk right at the end of the game. But... Um, <laughs> Realistically, those first two games were the ones that do my head in. No, that the effort we gave up in both of those games, and I, I don't think any Suns fans, any Sun fan, is going to sit back there and cop that. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you guys. I mean, I mean, I didn't like it either. Um, you know, at the time, you know, when it, when it's going on, when it's happening, you're pissed off. You're trying to figure out what the hell. I didn't even watch the second half of the of the Boston game. I, I turned it off. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put myself through this. So I, I kind of just, I kind of just, you know, walked away from that. And and I, and I'm I, I'm right there with you. I don't want to see that type of effort. I mean, it was everyone, right? Um, I think I saw, you know, you know, everybody does their, their, uh, you know, DeAndre and hate, you know, tweet. I guess you could say. Um, everybody was putting the losses on DA. Listen, I, I, I get I get when people are, are questioning his effort, but I, none of the team showed up those two games. I mean, let's just be real. So, take what the yeah, game is, great. The only the only um look, da da I thought started pretty well in the Dallas game. Um, he he looked quite good, and and I think we I made a comment on Twitter. Um, at the time, Dan, and you you responded to me that uh, how are we going to blame DA for this one? That's that's what it's turned into. It's turned into how do we blame DA for it? Um, but overall, he was pretty solid. Fair enough. The Boston game, nobody showed up. Well, uh, actually, that's not true. Josh Akogi showed up. Josh Akogi. <sighs> he's, he's making that's his a, way that's back. A bad back yeah, that's a bad sign when Josh and Kogi's your best, uh, your best player in a game, right? Yeah, 
and he, he had 28 and seven and what four four from six from three which Boyd is um really trying to work on that uh prediction of yours of hitting 40 percent from the three-point line um yeah. I, I mean he's coming from zero from 15 back from the pack but you know if he keeps hitting four from six he'll be going all right I'm telling you man he's he's, he's coming he's coming along I mean and look it's very easy for a Kogi because he's a real high energy get in your face. He, he hangs his hat every game on his defensive hustle, right? And when you've got a whole team that's fucking not really doing much in that regard, it's 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 not hard for him to stand out, I guess. But um, yeah, good on him. It's good to see a Kogi earn more minutes, um, I suppose. But um, but yeah, we shouldn't be. That should not be our fucking highlight this week, Josh Kogi. All be. right. So the um. The question is, the shit that happened at the end of that Pels game, is that going to wake us the fuck up? Yeah. Should have, we should have woken up after the fucking Mavericks, man. And there's a, there's, a, there's a problem. There's a problem when something like that, so fresh, so fresh off of the playoffs, it doesn't just make you come out and at least fucking try against Boston. Now, given they were trying to start, I guess, but they just get it feels like they're giving up too early. I don't, I don't, and obviously they're fucking they're passionate athletes, right? They're professionals, but I don't know. Did you guys, did you guys think that they should have bounced back better against Boston than they did after that Mavericks embarrassment? I mean, it's that was that was it was disappointing, very disappointing. Yeah, look. I think the the biggest problem with the Mavericks stuff is there's so much emotion from that playoff series last year that everybody's desperate for us to beat them. Um, I'm kind of with Dan where I I said it at the start of the year and I'll continue to say it all year. I couldn't really give a fuck about these regular season games in December. Um, I couldn't give a fuck about the regular season games all year unless it becomes a common theme and, and spreads out the whole way. Our job this year is to make it to playoffs and be in a position to win playoff games. That that's the only thing I care about out of this team this year. It, they're going to have bad games. We always do. Um, I, I know there's a lot of comment around the Mavs are in our heads now. Um, I don't know if that's true because if you have a look at the season opener, they were in our heads for the first half, and then we completely and utterly ripped them apart in the second half. Um, I think that we can do that. And, and continue to do that um, when we play them later in the season, particularly if we have to match up with them in a playoff. Now, I, I did make comment that I thought that the Suns ran different defences at the Mavs, and, and even though I thought we sort of gave up in the game, um, we ran different defences at the Mavs so that they couldn't see multiple times the defence we ran at them in the second half of that season opener. Why would you show... Are your biggest rivals in the regular season exactly how you're going to shut them down so that they can work out a way to get around that by the time we get to playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree 100% with you, man. And here, here's the thing. You know, I, I saw a lot on Twitter, right? Uh, we, you know, we win the game on Sunday against the Spurs. We blow them out. The resters, uh, uh, the, the resters, the uh, starters, they rest for the fourth quarter, right? And I saw everybody on Twitter saying, hey, guys, tomorrow it's basically a schedule loss, right? Schedule loss, you know, it happens. You know, there's a handful of them in every NBA season. And last season, last season we were really, we were really good 
and not having those scheduled losses, right? How many backs-to-backs did the Suns win last season, right? Took them all the way to yeah. 64, 64 wins. 64 wins was good enough for a second-round exit, right? Yeah. So, again, it's why I'm not going to put a lot of emphasis on it. And the reason why everybody was so freaked out about the Mavericks is they may not be in the Suns' heads, but it's in the fans' heads, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, I mean, nobody likes losing losing to Luca, especially after last season, right? So yeah. you're going to overreact, naturally going to overreact a little bit after every single game. Now, the Boston series, I mean, the Boston game, that that I was really hoping for a uh, you know for a Booker Tatum masterclass and and just be one of those back and forth things. And I, I'm look, man, Booker decided to play his two worst games of the season. Back to back to back games, and it just—I don't know if he was hurt in those games. Um, you know, I don't know when he tweaked his hamstring. I know he rolled his ankle in one of the games last week, and yeah, that was the, he rolled his ankle in the Dallas game. That's what it was—the Dallas game. So he looked a little off. I mean, it is what it is, but you know, I just think I think with 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 Chris Paul out, um, books carried a lot of the load, and he probably should have sat in one of those games. Oh, absolutely. When, especially absolutely. when CP came back. Like, when he rolled his ankle, when CP came back against the Celtics, Book should have had the game off. Nah. Yeah, he really should have. Nah, I don't think so. I don't, he's, I don't think so. He was clearly – he's clearly played – he's been playing near, near on 40 minutes per game. We uh, Monty's already said – already fucking 20 games in there. But, I don't but, care. There's a whole but, season. I don't care. Mate – can we just fucking not do the thing where we, as soon as shit's down for a second, oh, he's fucking playing injured. Oh, fucking this. Oh, fucking. Yes, we just yeah, got like to. We got our asses handed to us. We're just going to fucking cop it. Just just know that we're still the same team that we were largely last season. We're still the same team that we we're all fucking hyping up at the start of the year. We're still the same team that we. You're right, Gavin. We, we were we though? I mean, and I'm I'm going to generalise Suns fans here. Were we hyping this team up? I mean, uh, let's be honest. Most Suns I mean, fans, we, and, us here, and us especially here, yeah, us, us in here definitely. If you go into Suns Twitter preseason, we were never going to go anywhere. Suns where we Twitter, were going to be a play-in team. Um, our bench was fucking horrific. Blah blah. I mean, pre this little run of three games, we we're the best team in the West. Yeah, look, um, Sun's Twitter is a fuck fight at, at its best. You just mentioned before you got that that cunt on Twitter that's been talking. He's a Sun, supposed to be a Suns fan. He's been negative for the fucking last three or four years. Yeah, that's just that's just what we we, we were conditioned over ten years to be sorry cunts as a fan base, and now now we've been shown these fucking shiny nice toys and all these nice things. And we don't want to fucking give it back. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you when you get your porridge, you got to take your lumps too. We're having some fucking lumps, and we just we just have to get on with it, man. Like fuck, um, let's get get healthy. Let's get you know uh, a somewhat of a needle changer of the trade before the deadline. I don't even care if it's not December fifteenth. I'm not that desperate. I just feel like I still it got won't be. Let's let's be honest. It won't be on December fifteenth. It's just that December 15th opens up additional doors. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want to restrict yourself before that. There's there's other there's opportunities to drive prices up 
because of December 15. That's why you wouldn't trade before it. That's why zero trades have happened until now. And we'll talk about December 15th later. Um, all right. This week's games or next week's games before our next pod. New Orleans tomorrow morning, uh, 7.30 a.m. our time. Then we've got Houston on Wednesday at 12 p.m. The Clippers, 2.30 p.m. on Friday. And New Orleans again for the third time in a week on uh, 1 p.m. on Sunday. How do you see the week ahead there, Dan? Uh, that's weird, right? We played New Orleans three times in the span of eight days. Um, I think we did that with the Warriors last year, though, didn't we? I don't, I don't know. We we've done it with teams. I think we did it. No, I think that was a Portland we did it with. Yeah, um, okay. Last year, something like that. But anyway, I, 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 um, I think the Suns, and you know, take this for what it's worth. This, uh, I think the Suns are gonna, they're gonna. This rough stretch is gonna continue for a bit. I don't think the Suns are gonna. I think, I think the Suns are gonna be closer to five hundred within the next couple of weeks. Before they what are we at really the moment in their run? We're sixteen and ten, so we're six games above five hundred. Yeah, cool. So if you look at that, sixteen and ten, twelve and three at home, four away, four and seven away, three game losing streak. Uh, books, books gonna miss some time. Um, how much? How long? Who knows? I mean, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he played Sunday. I hope not. I think he really, I think he really has to just sit it out, man, and get healthy. Um, that hamstring has been a, an issue for him in the past. So, honestly, just just get it right. I mean, you know, you know, everybody is freaking out right now. But again, we, we need we need Booker full strength for the playoffs and down the stretch. So yeah, I'm, I'm not somebody who thinks that he should play on Sunday, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Um, so we play. I'm sorry, Gavin. You said we play the. Did you, can you put those games up again? Thank sure you. can. Houston. I think they're going to beat Houston by thirty. Um, <laughs> after last week's loss, uh, Clippers. Who knows with the Clippers, man? Uh, but I think I, I think I think two and two, one and three is going to be where we're at. Do you think we're dropping back to the Pelicans? Yeah, I do. Fuck. I, and the reason why is because I, I I feel like the Pelicans have that chip on their shoulder that we had that first year with Chris Paul and, and last season where we're just going to, you know, they're, they're going to be us. They're going to wish a ton of games. I wouldn't be surprised if they're the one seed. But then at the end of the day, they're going to be a first or second round exit, kind of like Memphis last year. Um, you guys remember their little run, but yeah. I don't – I don't. but I think it's going to mean a lot more to New Orleans, so they're going to, you know – they're gonna, they're gonna pull out all the stops, man. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram better play one of these fucking games. I'll tell you what, because you can't go talk. First of all, how the fuck do you talk that much shit and post that much bullshit on your Instagram? We didn't even fucking play. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, I miss that. What did he put up? Uh, a bunch of bullshit. He was he, he took shots at a book and DA saying, "Oh, what happened to Shaq and Kobe? Shaq and Kobe would never do this." Uh, oh, all kinds of shit, dude. Uh, it was it was it was pretty funny, but uh, he didn't even play in the fucking game, which I'm like, dude, you don't play shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Oh shit, out of everyone, like shut the fuck up, good lord. I mean, even even Zion, after being a fucking tool bag, um, oh, came out in the in the after game and went, well, the Suns are a hell of a team, and we have to play our best to beat them, and blah blah blah. 
at least said, at least said the right thing. Oh, you, let me um um you guys probably won't like it, but I'm all for it, man. I I hate when cunts fucking stop playing with um um the last couple of players of the game. Just keep fucking going. For starters, first off, you're fucking my multis. Um, it pisses me off every single game because I lose a lot of fucking multis, man. And every single game, there's still a chance, but but that's because you're shit at betting. Fuck off. Oh, but um, but no, oh, that didn't piss me off. It didn't. What pisses me off more is, is is the way that the players fucking carry on about it afterwards. I mean, it's a fucking game of basketball. Be ready for it, or fucking. Don't complain if you're not ready for a fucking. I don't, I've never, I've never understood it. It must be an American thing, but all I know, if I'm watching a game of rugby league, um, or a game of football over here in Australia, and if a team is getting pants, the other team doesn't stop defending in the last set, in the last minute of the game. It doesn't fucking happen. Anyway. Jeff yeah, I, 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 it pissed me off. It, it pissed me off because. It's, it's, I get what you're saying, right? You're, you're playing, you're playing till the last, to the buzzer. But what are you playing for? You're playing to win the game, right? So if the Pelicans have the ball left with seven seconds left, you've essentially won the game. You just have to let time run out. The game's over. So my There's problem is, I'm. He did a windmill 360. He yeah. didn't just say. He didn't so just say, that... "I'm going to play till the end." He said, "Fuck you." Yeah, that's right. And that, hey, that's my got... thing. That's my problem there, Boyd. With that, right? Is it is something that the NBA do all the time, right? Uh, sides in the once you get and there's sides that are up fucking twelve that have twenty eight on the shot clock, still don't shoot the ball. They'll hold it up, cop a turnover, ball goes up, and game's over. My problem was that the actual dunk and the well, the actual action was disrespectful. It was I, a, it was a, it was a it was designed to be an emphatic point on the victory. I love it. It's fucking great. Hey, what a, the worst one of the worst things that come out of this is the fact that Zion Williamson, after doing that, is probably going to be top three MVP candidate, all star <laughs> fucking starter, and fucking all NBA first team nod right now because he's going to get a lot of fucking um, retweets and all that sort of shit on his on his stupid dunk. I um I could not give a fuck if if, if he dunked that, and if we take. If it puts a little bit more fuel in our tank and spurs us on to fucking have a dick, um, fucking great. And that's what it should do. It, it should. It's good to have this this fucking beef throughout. It's good for the fucking competition. You want to fucking love the rivalry? I love the rivalry. Yeah, the rivalry rivalry's heating up between yes. us and Nola, no doubt. Uh, and, and, boy, and you, prediction prediction for the week. Mine. Yep. I got four W's, man, and I There's hope book back. And, I hope book um, comes back and plays. I don't think he's injured. Oh, he fucking probably is. I don't know what I'm he's talking injured. about. But, There's no doubt. But, about it. Yeah, but that's got nothing to do with the fucking um, um, the losses that we put out this week. I'm not going to fucking post that to it. It's um, the whole whole team played disjointed and um, had very little care factor. So I've got I've got four W's because you know I keep keep bringing the the w's every single week um and like i said the day that i um, um predict there's going to be a loss i fucking won't watch the game because I, I believe in what i fucking <laughs> i just won't fucking watch it i don't i want to watch so it, for me, it for me we've got um I, I think we'll go two and two 
I think Book misses at least the next three games. He'll miss the next Nola will drop. Um, I think we'll beat Houston. I think we'll drop to the Clippers, um, particularly if Kawhi and Paul George play. And I actually think we'll beat New Orleans at home and Book will come back for that game and we'll absolutely tear them a new asshole. So that's that's my prediction for two and two this week. Two and two. Now, our next uh, our next segment, block your ears. Apparently, this is too loud. I didn't have time to fix it, but hello, you know me, your great friend Donald Donald Trump. Let me tell you about this week in Phoenix Suns basketball. This week in Phoenix Suns basketball, gents, number one, coaching versus effort. Now, the thing that fucking drives me nuts on Twitter is Suns fans who come out and basically blame Monty and fucking James and everybody else when the team is not putting effort into a game. I want to get your feedback on it. How much of this, the last three games this week, how much of this is on Monty in the front office and how much of it is on the players? Dan, you can go first. I mean, it's this is a veteran team, man. Like, it, 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 you know, these aren't young guys anymore. They went to the finals together. You got to bring yourself up for games. Like, you can't. Like, like, it shouldn't be the coaching staff's job to, to to make sure you're up for the games. That's 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 on them. That's on you. Like, the thing is, man. Like, does Monty deserve blame? Of course, he makes mistakes. Coaches makes make mistakes. The James Jones thing, I, I don't get it. I mean, he's done, he, you know, since he's gotten here, the team has literally had an upward trajectory. And now we think he's a shit GM because he didn't make a trade when you guys wanted him to? No, man. He's going to make the trade when it's best for the Suns, not when it's best for the fans. I, I'm sorry, but James Jones doesn't give a fuck about us freaking out after losses. He's, he's looking at the bigger picture. So – I don't get it. James Jones will make moves. I know you said we're going to talk about that later, but I, I just don't see – I don't see the reason for the for the blame game. And you know what? If the team comes out flat, that's on the – That's on the players, man. They got to bring themselves up. Now, can Monty call a timeout or pull some people to say, hey, get your shit together or else you're not going to play? Absolutely. That that you can say. But for them to just come in flat, that's, that's the players. I, I don't think that's on coaching. You're a veteran team. That, that You shouldn't – need anybody to you know bring you up it's the same it's the same thing people say about da right people always say oh well da he shouldn't need somebody to, to motivate him he should be self-motivated you got to apply the same and thing to all the other players and that, that's my point that is absolutely spot on everybody sits there and they're willing to shit on da for not being motivated oh that's bullshit what well, da can't like he he's a professional and he's getting paid a max he should motivate himself Oh, but Monty's not motivating the team enough. Come the fucking same, the same fucking dudes, the same out there. Yeah, our two sides of their fucking mouth. And I um, they, it's all it's I, I place most of the blame for and I always have for wins and losses on the um on the players. Um, coaches coaches are there to keep keep you know chemistry going and and have plays, but. If you throw a fucking ball an inch too far and it clangs off the backboard, that fucking wasn't Monty. And we're coaches, like, coaches can um, can absolutely impact the momentum of a game and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, 
But I haven't seen issues. Actually, the players the, have to execute. Bro, the, the only thing that that I'll criticise is that Monty, in a couple of these games, should have pulled the starters early and fucking um, just said, cunts, look at what these fuckers are doing to us and fucking sink in. You, you fucking put in effort or you don't play type thing. Like yeah. fucking... Just a bit of a bit of a wake up call. Like, yeah, I know it was halfway five minutes into the third for the Boston game, I think it was, that he that he yanked him. Um should have probably done something like that um in um in the second quarter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The just first quarter up. wasn't bad. The first quarter wasn't bad. I mean it was it was a decent enough game in that first quarter. Fast paced was really good to watch. It was just was basically towards the end of that first quarter, and the second quarter was horrific. If you got um, a five, got a five point lead at one point. Yep, yeah, and lead. and it was a decent, it was a decent game. And we were looking good, man. I remember that. Oh god, that was such a. It seems like that 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 lead was so long ago. There's um, there's a lot of fucking heartache hey. after that. But I um, hey, let's um, let's not shit on him. Um. If book if book goes we we go as book goes, um, and if book had of um, not shot fifteen from fucking forty nine shots over this three game spread, um, and he had if he had hit more if he hadn't given up and got a bit sooky, um, yeah we would have been a much better showing and and the, you know if he hadn't given up in 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 that game he might have you know um, you know carried a bit more. Um, I don't know, something more into, into the next. If Book had showed up in either, if Book had showed up in either of the, those two first quarter, I mean, Book's our tone setter, right? He can come out and have twenty in the first quarter, and we're the tone set for the game. And the last three games, he just hasn't hit those shots. And look, that, and that he normally hits. I don't. I by no means. I don't want to fucking pile on Book. I don't. I don't shit on my own guys, but. For anyone looking for someone um, who uh, really quick to pull the trigger on fucking um, DA or um, Tory Craig or Cameron Payne at the fucking at a fucking whisper of a bad game, fucking look at the big guys too that you fucking you have ten jerseys of and you got fucking you know posters and stickers on your fucking car of. Look at that guy as well. Don't fucking don't let him you know you know sit on a pedestal because he's our top guy. Fucking. Give him some as well. Now, I'm not saying spray shit on social media because I fucking hate that shit. You're a fan, but um, yeah, just don't just look at the fucking little guys and 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 and, and be a fucking bully on them when when they're going bad, and not do the same when Devin Booker or Chris Paul's playing playing shit out. So, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, I I agree with you there, man. I mean, some some guys get a pass. I get it to an extent, right? Because that's Devin Booker. He can do no wrong. I mean. Mikel gets a Mikel gets a pass to an extent as well. He does. Mikel gets the biggest pass of everyone. I've been saying it. If you guys have um, listened to our other pods, we we I've been saying it, man. Mikel gets. It doesn't matter what Mikel does. He gets. If he he can score four points and he gets a pass, right? And I love Mikel, and I get it. He 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 guards the best guy, but at the and he's a walking he's a walking gif. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, you're. At the end, you're not Ben Wallace, dude. You got to give it something, right? So it's a little, it's a little difficult, you know, when when people get a pass. But to your point, uh, Boyd, I I agree. 
Um, like I said, you know, Devin Booker, he had his worst two games of the season. I mean, I guess you could say three worst games of the season because he wasn't very good with New Orleans either. And he's been a fucking – look, I, I know the first thing people do is say, oh, well, you know, he's hurt or so-and-so's hurt. I fucking hate when people do that too. Like, maybe yeah, he was, like that. If, if, you, if you take the court, you're expected exactly. to be 100%. Exactly. Now, I don't I, – I'm, and maybe I'm wrong. Book didn't – I don't think Book got hurt until yesterday. So for people saying, oh, he's been hurt, he's been hurt. No, man. He's been tired, maybe, because you're right. He's been playing the same, playing a lot of minutes, and he's been, being, he's, been, he's been killing it. But at the end of the day, man, like you said, no one's devoid of, of, of criticism, no matter what. So, yeah, you got, yeah, eventually you have to, you know, he has to take, take it too. Now, granted, you know, he, he gets a lot, way longer leash because he shows up more often than not. But, um, yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah, he deserves a long leash. Yeah, but his last three games, you're, you're spot on. He he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be um, uh, eliminated from any criticism after his last three games, and he needs to come back. And he'll probably, well, he'll definitely. I think he'll definitely miss tomorrow's game. Um, but when he comes back, he needs to be ready to go. And uh, I think um, I heard something on one of the other pods today. This is the minimum expectation when you're you you are a superstar in this league, and Devin Booker is a superstar in this league. He's a top ten player. Pre these three games, he was easily a top ten player. We were talking about him in the MVP voting. So if you're a top ten player, the expectation is you don't have nights off um, unless you're not playing the game. So I think um, I think based on that, you, like there's just far too much criticism, and it frustrates the shit out of me. Far too much criticism when it comes to James Jones and Monty Williams and the coaching staff, when the players just don't put the effort in. And over those, uh, particularly the Dallas and the, um, the Boston game, the players just didn't put the effort in. It was on them. All right, let's let's look at when we're talking about the players, we're talking about the coaches, and we're talking about the front office. Something that I want to bring up, which I don't think is covered enough on some of the other podcasts and some of the information that's out there. December 15th. Dan, tell me why December 15th is an important date in the NBA calendar. Uh, December 15th, I believe 89% of players can be traded or something crazy like that. So basically, anybody that signed um, a contract in the offseason that was not eligible to be traded will be eligible as of December 15th. So the reason you don't make a trade before that is because, first of all, you're kind of limiting yourself um, by the amount of players that you can actually trade for. And also, you're, you're, you're kind of limited as to a certain package that you can put together, right? Matching salaries and whatnot. So... Sometimes you need those guys that signed a minimum or signed a one-year deal or, you know, the rookie-level players, and they just can't be traded until then. So that's why December 15th is so important. You don't really ever see trades before December 15th in season. After, though, it's, it's going to – it'll it'll get interesting because, I mean, it may not happen, like you said, on December 15th, but it's not going to happen before. So that's why Jake Crowder is still in limbo. And that's – and that's the big thing. I, I, I get so frustrated when I see so many comments, we need to make a trade and we need to make a trade now. How many trades have gone down since the end of the off-season trade period where, where it was happening and now? 
zero. There's a reason zero trades have happened because you don't have any leverage because you're eliminating a good 15% of the NBA that can be included in a deal. You wait until the 15th of December when 89% of players can be traded. And that is when those deals start to open up. The second thing that really frustrates me off the back of that is everybody, and Richie, I'm, I've left this out and sort of wanted to go back to it now. We're one man short, period. Yes, we're one man short because Jake Crowder isn't playing and he's on our roster. Now, everybody has an expectation. And and look, I think this comes off the back of the Durant talk in the offseason. But everyone has the expectation that we're going to trade Jay Crowder, Dario Saric, Landry Shamit, and some picks for a fucking superstar. Guys, if that happens, great. I'll be pumped. But that package isn't maybe isn't quite as valuable as we think it is, um, particularly at this stage. Now, you're talking when I'm talking superstar, I'm talking KD SGA. I can't see either of those two happening right now. Where we need to be looking at that next level down, and the next level down is where the discussions have to come from, and it's something that I think the Suns could potentially do. A DeMar DeRozan, a Julius Randle, even though, don't get me wrong, I do not do not want a fucking bar of Julius Randle. A John Collins, um, the, the names that have been thrown out, that's the level that that is going to change it. Problem is that when we do that, we're going to have to give up three pieces in the team and then top that up with outside um, minimums, maybe like Camelo Anthony. Who I've got some Suns fans to obsessed with, but let me remind Suns fans that the bloke hasn't played defense in five, five, six years. I've got a question for you guys, just off the top of the head. Um, if there are some, you know, a couple of trades that that happen, who's who do you think has um, this year with their performance? I'm mostly talking about the bench guys, um, like your Tory Craig's, your Damian Lee's, Akogi's, all these guys. Who do you think is going to be – like, these guys came in minimum-type guys and not much value. Probably, if anything, that trade deadline, they'd be a piece that was uh, that was dumped, um, not not traded. But who do you think out of these guys has the, has increased their worth the most with their play this season? With from, Tory, Damian from Lee? From that bench, Tory, Tory Craig, without Tory question. Craig? Without question. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm. I think I'm like I've got Tori and Damian Lee as probably right there next to each other. As in, they they could be a, like a like a um, you know a cherry a cherry on top that gets. I can't see. I can't see a Damian Lee anything happening with Damian Lee due to with the the actual size of his contract. Well, they're both. Um, only I, I just don't see. I just don't see the Suns trading a Damian Lee. I think he's on our roster for this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless of whether or not they have an appetite for it, but if it's the last fucking thing that that gets a, a larger size deal done, Dan, who do you think out of our out of our sort of fringe players has has increased their value the most with their play this year? I mean, I guess you could. I guess it depends on who on, on what the other team needs, but. I would say, I mean, definitely Damian Lee. I did not think we were going to get this much out of Damian Lee uh, when he was signed. 
Um, I yeah. thought he'd be more of a, you know, Alfred Payton type at the end of the bench, but he's obviously been a lot better than that. Uh, Tory, so I think Tory Craig, Tory Craig, mm-hmm. not just because you know he's a good player, but he's also a five million dollar salary, so it's a and an expiring salary, and expiring at that. Yeah, so you could, you know, you could trade for that, and you know, you'd be off, be off the books after the season. Um, and also, you know, again, you, you got to get the salary from somewhere, right? So having a guy that makes five million dollars is good because you know, they always say there's always max guys and there's always minimum guys. It's the kind of in between guys, the uh, you know five to fifteen million dollar guys that are difficult to find, and sometimes you can't make a trade because of them. So I think yeah. you know Tory becomes valuable you know, at, at that point. And here's, and just, here's one I did miss. Oh, you go first, boy. Uh, well, just just as a little caveat on while we're talking about that, do you think Dario's play since he's come back into the rotation somewhat? Do you think his play has um, um, degraded or, or added to his value? His value from me, his value is his expiring contract. Yeah, I know, oh, but hey, put that aside. It. Put that aside for a sec. What was that, Dan? Yeah, he's talking about the level of play, like how he's been playing. Yeah. Does that make someone say, "Look, he, yeah, I could, I could use him. I could use him. I love that." He he really hasn't played that well. He hasn't. He he's had a couple of good spurts, but yeah, look, I don't think he's done too much damage to his value. But um, no. well, yeah. his value, his value, cut and dry, is that expiring? I think there's there's not much outside of that. Um, the, the one thing I did want to talk about, and it's the guy I forgot to mention, so thank you, Coda Kid, Kyle Kuzma. Now, the Aussie Suns fans group will know well and truly that I have a I have an express hatred for Kyle Kuzma. I believe that he was one of the most overrated fucking players ever to play the game. But his uh, he's form this year has sort of converted me a little bit that I think, you know what? Maybe he'd, he'd actually be a pretty nice fit in Phoenix um, with the way he's playing. He's, he's not going to come into Phoenix and score 30 points a game like he is or 22 points a game like he is in Washington. But he'd be a nice fit alongside Cam Johnson. Um, Dan, what's your thoughts on Cole Kuzma? Um, I, I I was a lot like you guys. I, I didn't like Kuzma. I think it was kind of the butt of all the jokes, right? Um, especially when he was in L.A. I mean... I, I, I still, till this day, that that game, uh, game six against the Lakers, and when we went to the finals, they were starting to make a comeback in the fourth quarter. You guys remember? And Kyle Kuzma did like, he had like two or three just bonehead plays out. Well, he like airballed two corner threes. <laughs> right. Um, and I think he like fumbled a pass from LeBron at one point, and that uh, kind of just you know all, all all hope was lost at that point. But. Um, I feel like ever since he's left, I mean, he's been great in Washington, man. Like, he's yeah. he's convinced me, that's for sure. His three-point shooting has been great. Um, and he's 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 expressed a lot of, uh, what did I say, interest in the Suns publicly. I don't know if you guys have yeah, followed him on that. social media, but he, he's, he's talked a lot. lot of, <laughs> he's, he's a lot. Very complimentary of the Suns. And, you know, when you got people like Brandon Ingram over here posting Instagram stories, you know, wanting to eat. You know, it's 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 pretty cool to have that. I I would be all in for a Kyle Kuzma trade, man, provided what that's going to cost us. But 
<laughs> I, I'd be all for it. I think you fit great. Yeah. Well, the talk the talk has been Crowder, Shamit, Sarich. I believe. And, and what and a, and a pick. What's Kuzma's salary at the moment? What's his contract look like? Twenty. Uh, I don't think it's as high as twenty. Maybe eighteen. Just. I want to say, say it's fifteen to eighteen mil, somewhere around there. I'll I'll look that up while you guys talk about Chris. But so, I, I, look, I I do agree with you, um, Dan. I, like I've been, and within our Aussie Sun fans chat, I have abused the shit out of Cole Kuzma for years, um, but. Honestly, his play now actually believe, makes me believe that he'd fit quite well. Um, now, Coda Kid's saying, is that a three-team trade? That That's what I've read, is there's something to do with John Collins in Atlanta. And it was a bit of a three-team trade. And I know the Flex came out and said that there's mutual interest between Kuzma and Phoenix. Yeah, I, I saw, uh, I think it was The Athletic. Maybe it was Bleacher Report. Um, I, I saw one iteration of the trade that involved Cam Johnson. Mm. Um, so Boyd might not like that very much. But, um, I mean, look, man, Cam Johnson, as much as, he, as, much as I, I love him, kid's always hurt, man. Like, I need somebody who's going to have to actually get on the court. You know? So I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm all for it, man. Bring, bring him here and... Like I said, he's been great. He's a shot creator, so he can get he can get his own shot. He doesn't have to have somebody set him up. So he fit great in those non-Booker minutes. You know, when the bench comes in, you leave a couple, you stagger them a little bit. I think he's, I think he'd be a great fit. And he's um, so Kuzma's in the second year of a three-year, thirty-nine million dollar deal. So he earns thirteen million a year, which is nothing. That's 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 a nice contract for Kuzma. He can leave his as long as he leaves his dress at home. And Cam Johnson is fucking um, isn't a part of the deal. If Cam, if Cam Johnson is a part of that deal, here's what happens: Kuzma comes in, and he and he and he keeps on being, and he wants to be the guy. I'm painting the worst picture for you, just quietly. Um, Kuzma comes in, and he wants to be the guy, and he takes away from the chemistry. And guess what happens? Cam Johnson signs a deal. Um, he extends with someone else, and he ends up being um, um, a ten-year venom. From, that's from that's that's, that's going to be our fear. That's going to be our fear for anyone, anytime, because we're Phoenix Suns fans. Not like Cam Johnson, and all, and and that everyone being scared of his of his injuries. He's fucking grown into his body, right? He, oh, really? Is he? Because he's anyway, fucking still not playing now. He's still a fucking pup. He's hey, still a pup. I think. Hold on. I, I, a pup. Had, I think made, Cam Johnson. I think Cam Johnson's my age, actually. He was one of the yeah. He's he's one of the oldest fucking draft picks of all time. I'm just, but look at him. He's he's got the fucking. He's, he's older than book. No, he's older than book. I'm saying he's a late bloomer. Look at him, man. I think he's still. I think he's still got some growing to do in his, and some and some maturing of his body is what I'm saying. I'm saying, don't fucking freak out about his injuries. When he when he does an Achilles or blows out an ACL. Talk to me. Oh meniscus. yeah, we'll trade him then. Yeah, that'll that'll fucking a, get us something. <laughs> a meniscus isn't that bad. All these other little nicks that he has, they're not that bad. Not that bad. He, leave, uh, leave uh, him well, I, I hate to say it, Boyd, but 
he missed he missed fucking five weeks with a bruise last year. I, I, I know, you know, you know. My, my I was a fan. Is, uh, my thinking is, is every time he has like one of those great games, I feel like he sacrificed part of his body because it was the next game last year, and then it was that game earlier this year when he had like seven threes or some crazy yep. shit like that, yep. and the very next game just done. Well, let's look at the let's look at the silver lining again, which I've become a pro at. At least we're not talking twenty five million dollars a year. As an extension, right now, well, you fucking lost your you lost your mind at the start of the year because they didn't give him twenty five million dollars a year extension. Oh no, it's funny. You said we'd regret it. No, I said twenty, and we and we would. I still think he can he can get around twenty, and I'd still be happy with it. But come on, but he was literally after that really fucking that big game, and he was in looking really really good. He was looking at he was looking at mid twenties. Which is a little bit scarier for the rest of the flexibility in our cap moving forward. Yeah, not but, not after the not after the new TV deal. I don't reckon. But either way, I'd, I, 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 let's... I'll, I'll say I'll say this, uh, Boyd. There's a reason why they didn't give him any extension this year, right? So I hate to break it to you, but he, he's probably going to get him, be involved in any trade we make for somebody of reasonable. Of, for somebody that's you know worth trading for. Um, Dan, have you got a black t-shirt on while you're sitting outside? I do. Because you just look like a floating head at the moment. And it's magnificent. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> so anyone who's uh, listening to the audio, Dan's got a floating head in the middle of our screen. It's it's fantastic. Um, all right, book had his uh, re- his jersey retirement at Moss Point today. Um, all the sun showed up, the coaches, everybody showed up. Boyd probably didn't see it. Um, a, a nice little event for Book today and a little bit of team bonding out at Moss Point. Did you see it, Dan? Yeah, I did. That's always cool to see. Um, I don't know if Book knew they were all coming out. Um, I imagine he, he probably caught wind of it. Or if they kind of just showed up, you know, as a surprise. But that, I love seeing shit like that, man. That's so cool. Um, you know, they're playing New Orleans, so it kind of worked out because it's, it's, you know, it's a bus right away. Um, the entire team, I think, except for Cam Johnson was there. I don't know. Maybe Cam Johnson got traded already, and that's why he didn't show up. But, <laughs> but uh, no, no, no. Uh, Cam Johnson was out the front at his lemonade stand. He was doing his part. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, my guess is he didn't travel with the team and – is rehabbing the knee, so that's probably why I didn't go. But um, yeah, man, everybody was there. That was that was really cool to see. Um, I know Booker mentioned uh, in his little, you know, when when he made his little introduction, he said that him and his dad were gonna replace the floor in the gym and uh, yeah, also uh, redo the locker rooms there. So that's that's always cool shit to see, man. Uh, I like yeah. stuff like that. So that was cool. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty cool. And I watched the video before. It was um, it was cool stuff. They all jumped on the bus bus down there um it was great if you haven't seen it yet boy check it out probably won't but yeah cool um all right the last one that came up today was the sale of the sons the situation apparently peter thiel the uh the founder of paypal um and a consortium have offered three billion dollars to purchase the phoenix suns um 
what what was it interesting for me with this was um, this is a dude that was a co-founder of PayPal, obviously, who was the Sun's major sponsor, who basically sent a message out that went, "If Robert Sarver's still there, um, we're no long no longer sponsoring them, and now he's uh, putting offers in." Yeah. He's, by the, by the way, Peter the Peter Thiel is. Peter Thiel, no, he's not with PayPal anymore, but um, I'm sure he's um, I'm sure he's uh, got the ear of whoever is there. Um, and just as a, uh, for those who don't know Peter Thiel, he's probably 10% less of a shipload than Robert Sala. So still a shipload. Oh, really? Is he? Yeah, huh. shipload. Um, hey, so with this, three beans not going to do it. Is, is he just buying Sarva's 30, 30 fucking whatever percent? Or is he going for a complete... No, buy? no, they're, sell, they're selling the team as a whole from what, everything I've read. Sarva's selling the whole team. I thought that was um, still up in the air. That's all right. Three, three beans not, not getting it done. So he's um, he doesn't sound serious about it. He's probably just seeing if he can jag it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it goes anywhere. Dude. Yeah, I mean that that three three bill is not gonna do it. Um it's basically an auction, right? Because mm. uh, basically the highest bidder. Obviously, whoever Robert Sarver has to sign off on selling the team do it. All the other NBA owners have to sign off on it too. So if he's as big of a piece of shit as everybody says, especially in twenty twenty two, I don't think the other owners are gonna sign off on it. I don't know who the guy is. The guy that founded Oracle. What's his name? He was rumored to be interested in the Suns too uh, in the summer, or when Sarver said. I don't remember his name, but he was—he's worth like eighty billion dollars. Larry Larry Ellison. That's who it is, Larry Ellison. And I know he's been—he's been shut down twice by the NBA to to buy a team because of, you know, how, how big of a piece of shit he is. So, you know, I, I don't. I don't know. Look, man, I'll say this for anybody listening. Anybody that buys the sounds, I promise you, does not have clean hands. <laughs> Anytime you're dealing what with what, what billionaire has clean hands? Yeah, they, they don't. So take it with a grain of salt. I mean, I guess you can. Who's the you know who who's the guy with the fucking least who's the least piece of shit here and uh, and pick him? But you know. It, it's gonna happen, guys. So I, I would kind of temper your expectations. Again, motherfucking Teresa ain't buying this team, right? So well, the other one, it's, the other one who's out there this week that's thrown out fucking flamethrowers is uh, the boxer Floyd Mayweather. I want to buy an NBA team. Oh, like, come on, Floyd Mayweather buys the Suns. Piece of shit. Uh, is he? Yeah, he, I, he, he also, he also what's he done? Money. What's no. he done wrong? He's What's just a, um, he's, he's just arrogant. a piece. Of, he's just a bad human, I believe. No, I, I'm just trying to get the background. I don't. I don't maybe I don't maybe know. he's maybe he's related to Kanye. Uh, he's he's um, he's he's beat a few of his wives, and uh, he also oh, may he? have gotten one of them. He also may have gotten one of them killed, allegedly. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, no, we don't want that shit. <laughs> so I think I think the two best options at the moment is like Bill Gates' wife, because she can just sit there and go, "Well, it was Bill that did the shit, shit, the, the crap shit, not me." And the other one's Barack Obama because it's Obama and everyone loves him. 
if he's like the face of the sun, so that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be all right. I um, he's um, man, um, you're right, Dan. All billionaires or millionaires, they're, they're fucking. You got that much money? There's a certain amount of cunt about you. I'm I'm broke as fucking. I'm a I'm a cunt of a bloke, and I'm fucking broke. If I had if I had billions or millions, man, I'd probably probably be in fucking jail with the shit. I'd to do. be honest, to be honest, Boyd, if you owned the Suns, I'd start following the Sacramento Kings. Probably the Lakers, I reckon. That's that's how much of a shit bloke you are. Um, guys, all right. So Dan might be a bit harder for you. I don't know whether you have a pen and paper. So I hope your uh, brain's working, Boyd. It's random sons time. Now I've extended I've extended these out. I've given you six seconds per slide, um, which means no repeat plays. You have a go. If you don't get them, your problem. Are we ready? No. Let me get my uh, handy dandy notebook. Here we go. Those in the chat, don't comment until we go through. Um, how do you reckon you went, Jets? I went shit house. I thought you were an SPA. I fucking, you, I think you, after our little rant earlier, I think you originally, you, you initially made this especially tough for me. You've, uh, <laughs> really? Really? Because all of these are pretty easy. Um, who was the first one, Dan? I, I, I think I'm wrong, but I was going to say Jason Richardson. Boyd? I was going to say, um, what's his name? Uh, Tinsley? Was that his, uh, Tinsley? It was Jason Richardson. So okay. score one for Dan. <laughs> Who was the second one? Dan? I have no fucking clue who the second one is. Boyd? I'm going to say Bo Outlaw again because he had to shave his head. That's it. I it don't know was, who it was. It was uh, those in the chat. If you want to have a go, go for it. But it was Xavier McDaniel. Yeah, that's a that's a kind of a pick there. <laughs> who was the, who's the third one? Danny Manning. Dan, Boyd. I I got that one. I got that one. It was Danny Manning. And who Thanks. was number four? Sorry, oh, big, big, big sauce. Alan Williams. Boyd. You didn't get it, did you? You did no, not get I, number four. I said it. I said it first. Of course I got it. It was big sauce. Hey, hey. Alan Williams. Didn't you yes. have any men a few weeks ago? And I, I didn't no. get it. Then no, I because I went through, I, I, I'm specifically going back through now and double checking to make sure I'm not um, duplicating. I, I'm fucking paranoid and I'm thinking that you're going to out like you did with that Dirk Nowitzki, Sean Marks. No, and, um, that was you, you. You didn't even get close to that because you picked PJ Tucker, who was in the fucking corner of the photo, and it was still correct. <laughs> Very much correct. technically, technically, you no technically about it. Um, that was poor. That was very. Good. Hey, boy, Dan. 
I would kill everyone in this room for a drop of sweet beer. So, Homer, please feel free to tell us anything. Who do you want to have a beer with this week? Boyd, I'll start with you. Oh, um, I want to have a, a well, it's the four of the flak they've copped. It's the um, it's the training staff at the Phoenix Suns. I just want to um, have a beer and just um, um, talk about, yeah, what is it that you guys are actually doing to, to our team? Um, and, yeah, just uh, have a laugh about it as, as we're chugging them back. And they're, and they're saying, yeah, guy, man, Boyd, we've seen this shit online. It's fucking, it's fucking comical, isn't it? But, yeah, just uh, something a bit different. But, yeah, the training staff, why not? Dan, who do you want to have a beer with this week? Uh, I'll have a, you know, I, I would like to have a beer with Mr. Moss Point himself, Devin Booker. Um, just to be like, you know, talk about his injury. Is he going to play? Get any it's information oy. I can. And also to console him, man. He just got out of a serious relationship, you know? I got some shit to talk about. Give him, give him some, um, some jump shot tips. And tell him if he doesn't pick his fucking act up, you, um, you'll make a call. Oh, buddy. <laughs> buddy, I am not the one to give Devin Booker jump shot. <laughs> My jump shot is fucking terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, for me, I want to have a beer this week with... Um, actually, this week, I want to have a beer because we're at the 11th at the moment of December in Australia, so we're obviously ahead of you guys in the US. But I want to have a beer this week with Flex because he got to be on the fucking phone this week. I actually I actually think he was on the phone to Dan um, recently because I I feel like Dan into this a lot less heated than I thought he would. I thought he would be fucking throwing that. But he came in and he... Yeah, it's a little, not too worried. I'm not. I'm fucking pretty cool. So, um, um, I reckon Flex has talked him down a bit in in, in the last few days. So, uh, yeah. heading heading into this uh, this fifteenth of December, I think we're gonna. Uh, I think Flex is gonna be on the phone. I wouldn't mind just sitting there having a beer with him. He takes a phone call. I can sit there and listen to what the fuck he's talking about. Be perfect, I reckon. I'm just there when the conversations happen. That's why I want to have a beer with Flex this week. Um, next up, gents. Time for the vlog of the week. And trust me, they are ugly. Very unattractive. Google their face when you're done here. Who's your vlog of the week, boy? Mate, um, it's going to Luca. Um, a lot of people are probably thinking Zion for being a fucking um, showboat. Like I said before, I didn't mind that at all. Um, Luca and Jesse's made his, the tantrums, the fucking tantrums, and we talk about it all the time. I don't need to tell you guys what Luca is like, um, but having it happen at the start of this week in the game that I was so fucking up for, um, yeah, he's definitely my flog, mate. He's just it's just the fucking look of his when he smiles and fucking does something good when he fucking travels and never gets fucking caught. Oh my god. No, for me, carry. I can't believe that motherfucker gets away with so many carries. He gets himself in the post and basically carries every single time he dribbles the fucking ball. And Luca, and it wasn't. 
I mean, he did it in the Suns game against Macau probably fucking five or six times. The one that pissed me off was when Bones Highland got a call on him the following day because Bones moved out of the way when Luca was trying to back him down. Bones moved out of the way. Luca fell on his fucking ass and the refs called a foul. Not only did he carry before he fell on his ass, but then he fell on his fucking ass by himself. But no, the protected species gets his fucking call. And just and just quickly, while we're while we um fucking Zai, is he going to start getting Arnis, uh calls in the way of when he drives in and drops shoulders yes. in the yes, yes. Is, yes he, he is. is he is that ever going to get called ever fucking ever? No, no he's going to he's going to get away with it and get and once. He's a darling, darling of the NBA. Dan, who's your plug? Uh, Kevin O'Connor. That fucking granola-eating douche. Um, <laughs> look, man. Dude, like, I'm, like he, he's, his first tweet yesterday when Zion did the dunk was, oh, I love that Zion did that. Dude, this motherfucker. Dude, Kevin O'Connor. I'm telling you, Kevin O'Connor and Zach Lowe. Those two guys are the corniest guys in basketball media. It's, they're, they're, they're the worst. The worst. Yeah, I get it. Oh, the world respects you. Everybody loves it. Kevin O'Connor switches his mind on everything all the fucking time. And has terrible takes. He's just, he's, I think, stop, man. Like, it's a clickbait thing, thing isn't it? He, he just wants, um, he wants to be the one that's driving the media. And Kendrick Perkins was the same. Come out and went, why the sun's so mad? Uh, well, the Suns were so mad because every fucking team in the last 10 years have been mad when someone scores when the game's done. It's it's just – it's happened for, forever. And Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins was one of the biggest – one of those people that would cry about all the fucking time. I mean – He tried to get in a fight with Drake during the playoffs one year because, you know, the, the Cavs beat the fucking – the Cavs, the Cavs, the Cavs beat the. Uh, I'm sorry, the Raptors beat the Cavs that one year. Yeah. Or I don't know. I don't know who it was, but he was on the Cavs <laughs> and he got into it with Drake because I don't know why, but he was being a fucking pussy about it too. So if you're gonna call us, if you're gonna call out us, call us out on it, dude. Look in the fucking mirror. I, I hate that shit. Like, come on. No, agree. My flog of the week is Jose Alva Avocado. Alvarado. I'm not allowed to say avocado. Alvarado. Not for the no, reasons no, no, you no, might no, think. No, 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 no. No, say avocado. You know why? Because it's not fucking racist. And if you think it's racist, fuck off. I'm Hispanic. I say it's not racist. Not racist to me. His you last name sounds yourself. like avocado. That is it. Um, anyway. It. It's not racist. Stop. Not for the reasons that some people might think and the bullshit that happened after the game and all that sort of in, I think it was the pregame, he was asked about his rib contusion and whether or not he played. And this guy came out in his media conference and basically spoke about Chris Paul without using his name. If that guy plays, then I play. I will not miss a game where that guy is playing. Jose, who the fuck are you? Yeah. You are talking about Chris fucking Paul. You have done fuck all in your life except to get eliminated by Chris Paul single-handedly in the last quarter of the fucking playoffs last year. 
when Chris Paul went 14 for fucking 14. And guess what happened in that game that you just played? Yes, the Pelicans won. They played well. But guess who the fucking Suns' best player was? Chris fucking Paul, who burnt the fuck out of you. No. Have a go, a- sit the fuck down. Don't mouth was off that- about Chris Paul. You are not even in a position to do so yet. Get some credibility first, and then, then you can mouth off. Was that a play of um, Chris Paul not knowing his name in the playoffs last year? No, no. I think no, it was um, he. He's um, he's got a personal vendetta apparently against Chris Paul, and ref- almost does the whole Voldemort he who shall not be named thing with Chris Paul, which I don't get, but. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, guys, been a fucking great show. Thank you very much, Dan, for jumping on at late notice. Um, we we will have our show with uh, Angelina Love Always next week. Um, unfortunately, we have to put it off a week due to technical difficulties, but Dan jumped in, supported us, gave us his floating head, which is kind of creepy and cool at the same time. Um, Dan, where can we find you? Um Give a plug to your other pods, all that sort of stuff. Uh, at Dan Dorte, one on Twitter. Um, go check out the Coast to Coast podcast with uh, me and Flex from Jersey. Uh, all major platforms as well as uh, Fanning the Flames with uh, Justin and Paul. At Dervish of World and at So Says Jay on Twitter. Uh, go check us out and have a listen if you like pods like this where it's just guys talking ball and shooting shit. Boy, uh, at Boots83, um, um, yeah, you won't be on Twitter for a little while. Uh, it's a fucking cesspool of crap, so uh, um, but yeah, at Boots83, I'll see you when I'm back. And follow me at Guess What Gav. I post nothing about the Phoenix Suns, so probably don't bother. Um, or at Aussie Suns fans, where I post all of our, our content around the Phoenix Suns. Um, like, subscribe, comment, do all that sort of stuff. Um, keep getting us out there. We've, we've appreciated that everyone's been listening, pumping us up. Love all the guys in the chat. Appreciate you being on here today. Um, and look, Paul, I know that we got Dan on. I sent some messages out to your people today. Said, look, we're desperate. We need someone else. Can Paul get on? And they went, no, Paul's asleep. Um, so... <laughs> We will get you on soon, Paul. Um, we'll we'll try and schedule a show that's like three in the afternoon on a Sunday or something so that you're not asleep. Um, and, guys, we love you. Hopefully this week we'll see the Suns bounce back with a bit of passion and hopefully we'll bash the shit out of New Orleans twice this week. But let's see what happens. Thanks, guys, and we'll, we will catch up with you next Sunday, hopefully with uh, Angelina. Love always from Twitter. One of everyone's favorites. Thanks, guys. As Chris Paul gets in, another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The burst of Booker for the long range. P H O E N I X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. P H O E N I X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship reign. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing.